0: of the message. This morning is Psalm 31. Beloved Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, anyone else feel exhausted in their spirits about the times that we are living in? Many of us in our own congregation have suffered in a most serious way from the most recent virus that is causing destruction around the world or from the pre- restrictions that are presently in place. And to make things worse, with facts flying back and forth from so many different sources, the times are so unusual that it's becoming difficult to even know what is really happening and where to turn to find explanations that are not influenced by one force or another. The pressure to make immediate decisions in an ever-changing situation and the cry of our hearts to do what is right have given rise to a new level of stress among the citizens of our country that tends to make us quite impatient with different views. And as we look through our own congregation at this time and We see the fight-or-flight responses that are caused by the temporary suspension of doing our task in the most ideal manner, the grieving for things lost, the anger for freedoms taken, and the overall exhaustion in the endless debates. It can sometimes feel as if everything is crumbling around us. Psalm 31 helps us to step back from everything because it reminds us again of the big picture and shows us in that big picture that our times are not outside God's control. When we find ourselves getting caught up in all the debates, we can remember that at the end of the day, it really is just a storm in a teacup, and the teacup is under the control of another, of God. And when we understand this, we are also able to appreciate what the prophet says in Isaiah 26, verse 3. Now read that. It says there, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Or in Isaiah 30, verse 15, in returning and in rest you shall be saved, in quietness and in trust shall be your strength. When the Lord is our refuge, we can know that he will preserve the faithful who wait for him. Our times are really in the hand of an almighty, eternal, and sovereign God in whose hands we have committed our spirits. I preach to you the gospel under the following theme. The Lord is a refuge who preserves the faithful who wait for him? We we'll see, based on verse five, commit your life into the hand of the Lord, and verse fifteen, see that your times are in the hand of the Lord. Now, Psalm thirty-one begins like so many other psalms with a statement of complete confidence in the Lord. Christians show that they trust in the Lord by turning to their covenant God in prayer. Praying to the Lord is a sign that we recognize that we are vulnerable and that we believe God is a heavenly Father who is willing and able to help us. Only those who believe in the Lord and trust that His promises are true are willing to commit their lives, their livelihood into His hands and regularly do this by praying to Him. In our struggles against the devil the world, and our own flesh. The church takes refuge, verse 1, in the Lord of justice and righteousness. We don't believe that we can help ourselves in our own strength, and not, nor that any other prince or ruler uh, or man, however wise, Psalm 146, can help us. In fact, when we pray, we are looking past all those things that people might put their hope in, like governments and scientists and lawyers. And we ask the Lord to incline his ear to, and to rescue us. We ask the Lord to display that he is our rock of refuge and our strong fortress. Verses 2 and 3, we ask him to lead and guide and save us for his name's sake for the sake of his name and reputation through prayer we express our trust in the lord our faithful god and entrust our lives into his hands so that he might redeem us as we see in verse five and whenever you pray you can say into your hand O lord i commit my spirit and it's something we need to do every day as we confirm for ourselves that our lives are in God's hand. And that is a very good place for them to be. Psalm 31 verses 6 to 10 explains that we are confident to entrust our spirits into God's capable hands because He, and we can even add He alone, understands our situation. He understands The Lord is sovereign and eternal. He formed us with those very hands that that we are committing our spirits to. He knows us inside and out. He knows that the church that trusts in him is in a constant conflict with those who, who, verse 6, pay regard to worthless idols, for they are his enemies as well. We can trust him to understand our frustrations, our anger, Fear of people who pay no regard to the truth of God's eternal kingdom. We trust in him to love us steadfastly in the midst of our suffering. We rejoice in the fact that the Lord in heaven has seen our affliction. That he knows the distress of our soul. Look at verse 7. When we pray to the Lord, we can think of his son, Jesus Christ. The son of God who took on our human nature as the suffering servant, who also was a man of sorrows, we read in Isaiah 53, a man who was acquainted with grief. And we are glad that God sent his Son, because when he did this, he shows us that he understands that it is our iniquity, our sins and our rebellion that cause misery, that hinder our joy and our worship. When we suffer, we tend to immediately point to others to blame them as the cause of our suffering. But God makes it very clear in the sending of His Son and even in this psalm that the real problem lies in the hearts of every one of us. It's not just what others have done that make our life difficult, but we are grieving, we are sighing, we are losing our strength like you can see in verses 9 and 10 because of our iniquity. Because of our sinful choices, our ungodly way of treating those around us, and our own iniquity that is so harmful to others, so offensive to the God who created us. We rejoice that Jesus, that we rejoice that the Lord understands this. He saw the effects of the fall into sin. He sent his Savior to atone for our sins. And when our Lord Jesus Came he, he wept for the city who had so hardened in sin and rebellion that they rejected their very Savior. Jesus wept over a dead friend. He saw the effects of the fall and the sin. He understood, he understands what we need. And so in the midst of suffering, we, we rejoice. We are, we are glad, verse 7, in the steadfast love of the Lord who reminds us, as we read in Hebrews 4, verse 15, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. In Christ, there is forgiveness of our sins. And so, with Hebrews 4, verse 16, we draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need, in times of distress, danger, and death. Commit your lives into the hands of the Lord Almighty. Remember your Lord Jesus Christ. While dying on the cross, he cried out with with a loud voice and he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Jesus Christ entrusted his real human spirit that departed from his body into his heavenly Father's hands. And he did this for us and, and in our place. With these words, Christ not only announced that he was really dying, but he also showed that he was not afraid because he knew that after the hellish agony, he would be with his Father forever. He showed perfect faith for us. And he also showed us the blessings that we have in him. In these past weeks, a week was, this past week was so filled with, with funerals. Maybe we were on live stream two or three or four times this week. Again, reflecting on, uh, on death and, and on passing away of loved ones. Christ showed us the blessings that we have in him. The words that our Lord Jesus cried out from that cross we taken from Psalm 31, verse 5. Into your hands I commit your spirit. That, that those are also the words that were used by, by Jewish children in their nighttime prayers. Maybe you were brought up with a similar nightly prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. Pray the Lord my soul to keep. It's striking that this children's nighttime prayer can be used When we are on our death beds too. When you believe that death is is a doorway because of Christ's work that your soul will immediately pass through this doorway on its way to be with your Father in heaven. The committing of your spirit into the Father's hand before death is not so very different from committing your spirit into his hand before you go to sleep every night. For like your own Personal life with all its joys and with all its hardships. Also, your times are in the hand of the Lord. We see that our times are in the hand of the Lord. As you read through Psalm 31, and there is a big description of of the times that the church finds itself in, we see that it resonates with Christians around the world, not only back then, but also today. But before we take time to consider the times we are living in, we need to be clear that we look at our times in their context. Before we list all the the problems and the challenges we face, we say, my times, this, this list of a description of my times, they are in your hand. My times are in the hand of the Lord, in whose hand we have also committed our spirits. Comparing verse 5 with 14, before we look sideways and, and around us, we first look up to our God and we see that his hand is not just holding us, but he is holding us together with the entire universe in our, in our day. Nothing happens by chance. Nothing that happens is outside of his control. We begin with trust in the Lord. We commit our spirit into His hand. And from there we see that everything that happens is also in His hand. And what happens when we see that our times are in the hand of the Lord? Or rather than imagine that every kind of suffering and illness and disease or other hardship is is from the devil and and evil. We will see immediately that, that the Lord cannot be removed from the picture at any time in our life. Sometimes we act as if God has lost control of something, as if he said, oops, shouldn't have let that man become the leader. Or we act as if God hasn't noticed something in the world and now he's looking inquisitively at at our times as he's thinking, how did that disease get there? when we fail to recognize God's hand underneath our times. It can also happen that we imagine that we are the only people of our day who can rescue civilization as we know it, as if God needs our help to protect his church. Sometimes we even think that all suffering is is evil and that things are out of control unless we have an easy and comfortable life. And that's why Psalm 31 is such an important prayer for for the church. It's an important, humble prayer for the church. You see, brothers and sisters, our times are really in God's hand. All the hardships of our times, whenever we we may be living, wherever we may be living in the world, and we we don't have a myopic vision of the church, but we see it as, as something all over the world of all times and places, All hardships are not outside of his control. Trusting in the Lord. We pray in verse 15. Rescue from the hand of my enemies and my persecutors. And we know that God can. When we face situations described in verses 11 to 13, when when neighbors on our street or or co-workers avoid us or or cancel us from their lives like like a, a corpse in the grave or a broken pot on the ground because they dislike our stance on the Bible or salvation or human life or the way that God created the world, we can know that none of these things are outside of God's hand. When people scheme to take the life of a Christian, like the Jewish leaders plotted to kill Jesus for raising Lazarus from the dead. Or even like Psalm 2, when, when kings and governments conspire together against Christ and his church, as we see in so many socialist, communist, and holy war minded leaders in countries around the world. We can also see All these so-called powers are like puny specks of dust in the mighty hand of God. Like the church through all ages in in the war against this father of lies, the devil. Also our times continue to be filled with lying lips, insolent speech as we see in verses 17 17 and 18 insolent words that are spoken with pride and contempt against the righteous. And yet when we see the big picture, we can remain calm. Because we know while many rulers and governments and oppressors and Christ-haters are are coming and going throughout the ages and different places in the world, God remains the same. His hand remains steady. We pray for the rescue from the hand of enemies and persecutors by turning to the hand of God that is so much more powerful, so much more controlling. We know that he sees what is happening in his hand, and that if he sends us into these trials, he is doing it for our good, whether that be to call us to repentance, to to humble us, to refine us, or, or to strengthen us. So instead of, of fear and discontent and anger shock, these emotions that we're all struggling with in these days, we can pray in the midst of hardships, asking the one who holds our times in his hand to allow us to experience Aaron's blessing so that his face shines upon his servants and he saves us in his steadfast love. Our times are in God's hand. He stored up, it's verses 19 and 20, He he stored up abundant goodness for those whom He has stored in His shelter from the strife of tongues. He sent His Son in the sight of the children of mankind, covering His people with the presence so that the plots of man will never succeed in destroying His church. Brothers and sisters, Psalm 31 reminds us again to trust in the Lord with all our heart, to find comfort in his sovereign power, to rejoice in his steadfastness, his, his love, for he will preserve the faithful. And As we look at the conclusion of the Psalm, verses 21 and, and following, it, it brings us to this resounding conclusion with the illustration of a man who's trapped in a besieged city. A besieged city means that that the people, the citizens of the city have an army around them, an army that's blocking them in. The person in a besieged city is cut off from the outside world, cut off from food, cut off from the temple, cut off from traveling to be with friends. But he was never cut off from the Lord's sight. He didn't feel like it. When you read it, you could see that. He didn't feel like God was near to him. He felt alarmed. He he pled for for mercy and help. and, And he even said, I am cut off from your sight. But the Lord heard the voice of his prayers. He always hears because our lives are in his hand together with the times that we are living in. And the relief of this revelation from God in Psalm 31 leads us to shout out even from the besieged city. Blessed be the Lord for he has wondrously shown his steadfast love to us. The steadfast love of God allows us to count our blessings Even in the hardest times, for those who commit their spirit into his his hands, who commit their lives into his hands, are never out of his sight. All you his saints were called. Love the Lord, for he is truly on your side. He preserves the faithful, but abundantly repays the one who acts in pride. That's verse 23. And brothers and sisters, sometimes we feel like we are in a besieged city. Sometimes we are in a besieged city. It can happen that we suffer from those who hate God or that we can see the devil persecuting his church. We can find ourselves trapped in in our sins or in our addictive situations and, and we have this urgent need of help. We cry out to the Lord. We might have a chronic illness or a fatal disease or know that we might die any moment. Hardships and suffering can sometimes make it feel like we are cut off from God's sight and we feel alarmed. But if you are among those who turn to God in your alarm. If you commit your spirit to the Lord, if you entrust your well-being into his hand through heartfelt prayer, you can yet rejoice, rejoice in the knowledge that he will preserve your life so that you might remain in his hand through death to glory. Trust in the Lord, says Psalm 31, says the Holy Spirit. Trust in the Lord and wait for Him. Wait for Him. Even though the hand of the Lord who who holds all our times is always with us, we are called to be watchful and patient for He will preserve the faithful. The end of Psalm, Psalm 31 reminds us of the sermon we heard last week on James 5, verses 7 to 11. It calls us again, stand firm. Be strong, take courage, and wait. Yes, wait, right there in in the hand of the creator of of heaven and earth. Wait through the most difficult times as you you see them happening, all all right there in, in, in his hand around you. Be strong and take courage, for the Lord's promise is sure. He will preserve the faithful who wait for him, Even as we see the coming of the Lord is approaching. Amen. We'll now sing the psalm also referred to in the message, which is Psalm 146, stanzas 2 and 3. Again, Spirit calls us not to put our trust in ourselves or in any person but in the Lord, and those who do that are very blessed. Psalm 146, stanzas 2 and 3.